Greetings and welcome to the AVOD. I'm Cam Fargelon. I'm DM. And ha We decided to follow up a uh, spate of research we did <laughs> by putting it to use uh, on an episode of the AVOD. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a quiz about Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we crushed. We didn't win, but, you know, we did perfectly well at the Arnold Schwarzenegger section, so... None of our research yep. was for naught. Uh, did we? Yeah, we, we didn't came in get second. them. Did we, we get hundred percent in the Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger part? Yes. Yeah, we did. Out of we did. Didn't we? We yeah. even could have gotten the extra point, but we never go for the extra point. <laughs> no, we don't. It's a rule that we have. Two two weeks in a row, we had that extra point, and yeah. we didn't go for yep. it because the rule is you don't go for the extra point. <laughs> Uh, which is guessing what an answer is going to be without any clues. Uh, no, Nikki and I did it once. Yeah. I think we did it exactly one time. Um, and it was, it, what was it? It was the hairspray quiz. Oh, okay. There and it's like, go. this is the only thing he hasn't mentioned about? about the movie. Yeah. 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 But then sometimes he screws you over and just like, it's Harry Potter. That's an no, in joke for nobody. No, when he us. screws you, when he screws you over, it's that stupid jumble. Oh my god, that jumble! So I was, I was in a meeting at work, and we're waiting for like the third person or fourth person to join our call, and so I'm talking about the trivia, and he and the guy joined the call. Just just as I was saying, is the space pope reptilian? And he's like, I am so glad. I jumped I in there. <laughs> yes. Perfect timing, no notes. Oh my god. Oh, all right. So before we get to Arnie, uh, we are gonna address some random crap. So let's jump right into that with a okay. video game. Uh yeah, uh, I expect you to die two three. I almost said two, is now out. It is perfect. Not going to say any more than that because I don't want to spoil it. This is a paid ad for I Expect You to Die 3, uh, which DM is not getting a cut of. Uh, but they have paid me to do ads for <laughs> I Expect You to Die 3. So even though I genuinely love this game, it is technically a paid advertisement because they are paying me to talk about their game. But honestly, it's my favorite VR franchise for a reason. These guys are the best at VR, whether it's, you know, until you fall perfecting uh, sword fighting in VR or this game just being a consistently inventive, hilarious, you know, like the rare kind of escape room game where there's like three different ways to solve every puzzle. So the game actively encourages you to just have fun and experiment. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of miraculous how good this series is. So anybody who loves escape rooms at all, check out I Expect You to Die 3. It's currently available on the Quest 2 and Quest Pro, or you're going to be able to get it on Steam at the end of September. And expect to hear a lot more, because apparently they're going to pay me to do more ads as the Steam version is coming out. Apparently, apparently <laughs> well, if, they like my ads. If you're going to continue to talk about it on this show... I expect You'll have to get that. cut in. Yeah, no. I will have to buy your <laughs> meal at quiz one night, quite clearly. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, next up, I believe you watched some television. I did. Okay. Real quick. I'm approaching the end of Angel very slowly. Is Adam Baldwin there? Um, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Happy to Isn't see that you. nice? Again, people from Firefly are villains yeah. in the Buffy verse. Well, why not? They do a good job. Oh God! So they're like, uh, I remember the story about it, where one of the writers were talking about it. It's like how they wanted to have someone who works for the senior partners come in, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, and so we spent three days coming up with this lady character who we thought was the best possible a version of a story. Uh, a version of the character we could have done for the story. And then so we start pitching it all to Joss Whedon and we get one line in and we're like, oh no, I'm hiring Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Why so. would they replace a lady character with another lady character? Well, yeah, that was his thought. You know, Eve's right? gone. We need to get in Adam Baldwin. Get it? Because she was yeah. Eve. So they hired Adam. <sighs> wow. I know. Uh, but anyway... I love Adam Baldwin on Angel, but I can't talk about why. Let's just say Adam Baldwin has my favorite, like, witty exchange in the history mm-hmm. of the show, but it's in the last episode, so I can't oh, talk so about can't it. Talk. Okay. But All he's right. funny I'll the whole time there. he's there. The whole time he's there, he's great. But that last episode, we'll talk about it when you've seen it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Adam Baldwin's there. They rescued Christian Kane. Oh. Um,. What else has happened? I don't know. Not much. Oh, his son came back for an episode. Yep. To wrap up that storyline. Um, Wesley Leading my is favorite line. Well, another worst. one of my favorite <laughs> exchanges. I kind of like older chicks. They were supposed to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. That's pretty good. <laughs> it is a good line. Such a good line. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Wesley's just busy being the worst. Fucking Wesley, man. Pull your head out of your ass. Everything you do is terrible. I hate you. He's so bad at this. Oh. Oh, yeah. Boping around. Come on. I know, I know. Um, Yeah, so I think I'm I'm on episode 20 now, I think. Yeah. So You're really close to the end. Yes. The end is in Meanwhile, (laughs) I watched... All of Skull Island, like the TV show, there's an animated TV show, okay. and I really enjoyed it. What's Skull Island about? It's about Skull Island. Oh, like the, sorry, like <laughs> Skull Island is in, Don, uh, I almost said Donkey Kong, Donkey as in King Kong, Kong <laughs> as in famous horror movie character Donkey Kong, yes. But anyway, as in King Kong, wow, I did not, I have not heard about this somehow. Yeah, it's Neat. on Netflix, it just sort of popped up. Okay. And, so um, and I watched the what first episode. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll just watch this whole thing. It's eight episodes. Okay. And half an uh, hour each? Yeah, thereabouts. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. I And do you want to spoil any of the plot? No. Really? It's worth, you're, it's worth recommending without giving people any reason to watch so. it. I think so. Like, it's just a fun little story. Like, it's not really about King Kong. Okay. It's about these people who end up on the island for reasons. Okay. Um, and like King Kong is there. And so it's tragically not stuff. the story of John C. Riley and his Japanese friend that they didn't show us on uh, Skull Island, the movie. <laughs> no, it isn't. Nor is it about the 
<laughs> the race of giant apes that lives in the hollow earth. Oh, I know, they keep, right? They keep missing the best versions of this story. <laughs> There's like a big hole in the ground. Well, chasm, I guess, is more appropriate. It's not really a hole. Of course. Um, well, a chasm is just a big hole. It's fine. Well, no, it's not like, like you, when you say hole, I think something that's like vaguely circular. You do. Yeah. This isn't, it's not that. Oh, anyway. Okay. Gotcha. So someone keeps, like people keep asking, like, why is there a, like a big hole in the ground or something along those lines? Um, and this one character says, oh, no, you, you can't go down there. You'll get sick or something like that. And that's, like, the only reference oh, to, like... Oh, nice. There might the be more Earth going stuff. on here. And then someone else has a theory about the hollow Earth. Ooh. Um, and that's... But it's... Yeah, it's just about, like, well, we're on this island. Now what do we do? Okay. Well, that's a really cool premise for a show. And I look forward to... Uh, I look forward to checking it out. Because, yeah. again, really loved Kong Skull Island. Big fan yes. of that movie. Oh, when yep, is this set? When is this set? Present day or? Present. Yeah, present. Uh, yes, yes, present day. Oh, okay. Well, that still sounds amazing. All right. Again, I just, I, I want the story of John C. Riley and his best friend, the Japanese pilot who, you know, <laughs> lived on that island together with the Skull Island people for 25 years. Mm-hmm. All right. So you ready for a quiz? Um... Am I ready for a quiz? No, because I want to talk about a movie I watched real oh, quick. Oh, you did movie? Also. Oh, for... sorry, I didn't realize you had three things. My bad. What's on the list? It I is send on you the list. a list for a reason. You okay, did. so right, I watched Heart of Stone. What's that? The other night. That's also new on Netflix. Man, okay. you don't know what's going on. I never turn on Netflix. Um. Well, I think you need to start. All right. What is it? So it's like it's Gal Gadot. Um, right, that German she's guy in a high-profile action movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah. I. Th- I. Mm, it's okay. I wanted to like it. Seems to be what you're <laughs> getting at. Like it was. I was entertained for two hours, but I feel like I could have been more entertained. Ah, very much the made by committee. Netflix action movie thing that you keep uh, that we keep like they keep making these kind of generic action movies that like they put so many resources or, or in resource into this to the point where it's like well this is obviously high quality but I I feel like I should be liking it more yeah Gray yeah, Man exactly Red that. Notice like, Ghosted all of these things they're just oh not I really there. enjoyed Red Notice I thought Red Notice was lots of fun eh, I still this think it was as kind much of... this isn't as much fun as Red Notice and they're okay. like. No surprises. If you've ever seen a movie before, you know what's going to happen in this one. Have you one. seen a movie? <laughs> it doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes, and so she plays a spy, I'm guessing? Yes, it's spy stuff. Okay, I do love spy stuff. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I'm not going to pretend I'm too good for spy stuff. None I'm, of us are. I am looking forward to seeing her playing a spy for reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's pretty good, but yeah, no, I mean, she is a very entertaining as an action star. I've liked her in a lot of things. So, you know, this is definitely one I'm going to check out. I watched Red Notice. I watched, you know, Eight Underground. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, that was not good. That, that, was, was, that bad. was not good at all. This all is right. better than Eight Underground, but I think almost everything fun. is. 
than Red Notice. So if I had okay. to compare the two for some reason, I don't know why Which I you would, do. But... <laughs> In case it wasn't clear, you do have to compare the two. <laughs> All right. So thank you for uh, filling me in, and I look forward to checking it out. Now, quiz time. Okay. Hit me. In which movie from the 1950s did Raymond Burr play a character named Steve Martin? Do I know this? Well, it has a connection to something we were just talking about. <laughs> it does? It, yeah, a bit, yeah. Oh, no. This is this is not... We're not starting strong. No. Can I just tell you? Um, mm, yeah, just tell me. English language version of Godzilla. Oh, damn. Yep. In what? Oh, sorry. Oh my God, this is such a garbage question. I know I say this about every one of these cards, but what movie is considered to be a sequel to the movie An American Werewolf in London? Seriously? American I know. That's Paris. a real question. I just asked you. Oh, I'm not wow. even gonna listen. Like I don't that have to hear your answer. Such a bad movie. I know. It is terrible. In what movie do the survive? Oh my God. All right. Again, you want to hear the most awkwardly written question <laughs> in the world? In which movie do the survivors use Petri dishes with blood samples and a heated wire to determine which one of them is the host of an extraterrestrial creature? Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Just move on. This 1990 movie is about an infestation of murderous spiders featuring uh, John Goodman oh. and Jeff Daniels. Oh, Seriously, you're not going to mention Julian Sands, R.I.P. Oh, poor Julian Sands. I will never not be upset about this. Arachnophobia. Perfect movie in every way. What is Norman Bates' hobby in the movie Psycho? Taxidermy. Nice. Uh, What TV show remake is based on a 1985 movie starring Michael J. Fox as a high school basketball player? Teen Wolf? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Very weird way to describe Teen Wolf, am I right? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you did great. One question I didn't even insult you enough by asking you to actually answer it. Because <laughs> it was such a garbage question. But no, congratulations. You crushed it except for the Godzilla question. Thank you. All right. Next up, I believe we have a list. Oh, we do have a list. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, this week's list comes to us <laughs> from lifestyleasia.com. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me more. And it is the 10 best Arnold Schwarzenegger movies to watch, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. So this is just uh, the tomato meter. I guess it is. I feel like Terminator thought- 2 is going to be number one, but let's see. I didn't, I, you know what, I have to apologize. I didn't realize it was the tomato meter. I thought they had just made their own list. Still, let's go for it. Anyway, okay, do you have any predictions? Uh, yeah, I think number one's going to be Terminator 2. I got a good feeling that number two should probably be True Lies. Okay. We're going to see Terminator on the list. Uh, we're probably not going to see my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Red Heat, on the list. Uh, other ones I expect to see there are, I expect to see Red Heat. I expect to see the first Conan. You uh, just said you didn't I expect, expect to, see to see Red Twins. Heat. Sorry, I meant Raw Deal. Mm. Obviously, I meant Raw Deal. I'm on, I'm 
well established that that is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I saw Red, I said Red Heat for reasons that will become clear later. Uh, but yeah, and of course the first Conan. So those are things I expect to see on the list. Honestly, I don't expect to see anything that came out after uh, True Lies. Okay. I think that's going to be the cutoff for the top 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, critically speaking. Okay. All right. So we are going to count down from 10, beginning with number 10, Eraser. Oh my God. Eraser made the list? (laughs) Apparently it did. You know what? Here's the thing. Last week, before I rewatched it, I would have like fought this, but I just rewatched Eraser. And you know what? It's better than I remembered it was. We're going to talk about it in yeah. a minute. So. I think it's better than I yeah. remembered, but we'll talk about our opinions about it in a minute. <laughs> but let's just say that I'm less angry to see it on this list than I would have been a week ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine, Twins. Ah, I knew Twins was going to be in the list. That's that's just comedy gold. The two of them are so yeah. fantastic together. I'm sad they could never figure out another movie to do together. They're so entertaining as a comedy duo. Mm-hmm. Like twins triplets or twins two or whatever they wanted to do. There's any number of things I would have loved to see the two of them doing together. Could just could have been another movie, you know, and they never they never teamed up again. And I really think that's a tragedy. Then again, I've always felt Arnold Schwarzenegger never did enough comedies. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, number eight. (laughs) Commando. Oh my god, how did I not say first off, I can't believe that's I as, like this movie. I like Commando. I don't I'm care surprised it's as well like high on the list as it is, <laughs> but I'm not yeah. going to complain. That movie's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It is like the most 80s movie. It really is. Oh my god. <laughs> it is so the the 80s are the movie Commando. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, is there anything funnier than that scene where they uh like just the reversal of like the gearing up in the gun store scene, like the elaborate putting all the guns together, getting ready to go. And then he immediately gets arrested. Like just such a great, <laughs> such a great subversive way to end that scene. No, right. So perfect. Oh. <laughs> With a rocket launcher. How'd you learn how to do that? I read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's sad that Ray Don Chong disappears for the last 40 minutes of that movie, which are just an extended gunfight. But uh, there really wasn't room for her in that part of the film. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, we love Commando is the point we're trying to get at. Yeah. Colonel John Matrix. He plays a lot of Johns. He does. I've noticed that. Right. So he's John in Commando. He is... um... He's John and Eraser. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's comfortable being yeah. John. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. Just a generic kind of. Okay. Number seven, Red Heat. <sighs> I I really love this movie, which we're going to be talking about later. Yes. Yep. So we'll just move on yeah. to number six, True Lies. I I, I thought it would be, be higher. Higher. Yeah. Like this is just a great movie. It is. Fantastic movie. Maybe that, like, middle 40 minutes where he's stalking and abusing his wife. Like, heard it in the reviews. <laughs> and I guess that is a very unpleasant part of the movie. But, like, the beginning and the end are so good that you kind of want to forgive it. Just like I this think, well, horrible man I gaslighting just, his wife. 
I just saw here that it's two hours and 21 minutes. That might be the problem. That is actually going to fail. I don't think it's so much what he's doing in the movie. For but this that two- scene where, I think- like, I mean, that, I never thought, I mean, then Mission Impossible uh, Fallout happened, but I never thought we were going to get a bathroom fight scene better than the bathroom fight scene in True Lies. In True Lies, yeah. And then we got it, but it's close. Yeah. And that scene where he's chasing a man in a motorcycle on horseback, and he I tries know. to get the horse. In the elevator? Could you press the button on the top floor? <laughs> oh, and he tries to get the horse to jump across a bit. Right, the horse is like, no. Go. No. I will not do this. <laughs> horse is more sensible than Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, why do they call him a sand spider? Probably because it sounds scary. Yes. <laughs> uh, love that actor. Quit acting like right after this movie to produce movies full time with his good friend, George Clooney. Oh. Yeah. Full time producer now. Works with George Clooney. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Go. All right. Number five. Oh, no. Terminator Dark Fate. What? Why? A terrible movie. This was well-reviewed? Apparently. This is a crazy pills situation. How? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes rating is 70%. Okay, well, I mean, I hate that I have to, like, you know, go to the box office, but thank God at least the audiences were smart enough to, you know, hate this movie. (laughs) And the the crazy part is you're now going to tell me the next one is Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what is the next one? Okay, next on the list, number four, Predator. Love this movie. Oh, you mean the perfect action movie again? That's so perfect. It really is. It's so good. So focused, so determined to get exactly like, hi, I have perfected the pacing of a film. I'm going to give Mm -hmm. you exactly what you want to see in exactly the right order. Like, there is not a moment of slack in that movie anywhere. And I love it for it. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect movie. All right. Okay. Number three, Total Recall. Oh, I love Total Recalls. I'm glad the critics love Total Recall because it's such a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. And so funny. And... Okay, maybe it's all happening in his head. There's plenty of evidence that it's not, and a single piece of evidence that it is. And the single well, piece just, of yeah. evidence that it is is it was a pretty strange move for Cohagen to get the guy who runs uh, Recall to fly to Mars. Like mm-hmm. I don't, if it's real, I'm not clear on why he did that. Uh, <laughs> but and there's plenty of evidence that it is real, but. You'll we'll never know for sure. That doesn't make it any less awesome. I I'm on this. I believe that it's real. I think this is all really happening. Me too, right? And it is in the short story. So you know, mm. agree to disagree, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie. I know. Oh. Okay, all number right. two. Please. What do you think number two is? What do you? Think? God, I'm, I mean, I guess Terminator and Terminator Two are the top two, right? I'm not, not going to answer that. You just have to tell me what you think two and one are. Oh, I think it's Terminator and then Terminator 2 is number one. Okay. All right. Number two is T2. 
Oh, so it's T2 and then Terminator. Yeah. I really thought T2 was a, was going to have been better reviewed. It is but... the perfect sequel. It is. It is the perfect sequel. It yeah. embellishes and expands on everything the first film did without betraying any part of the first film. Like it mm -hmm. opens up the first film's world in such an interesting way. Just, yep. a, just a perfect sequel that you never get tired of watching. Uh, I often talk about how the film I've seen most in theaters is Terminator 2. And that is a great choice. Like for a while when it was originally on theaters, just every weekend I go see Terminator 2 again. Because <laughs> like you can watch that movie on a loop and it never gets old. Mm -hmm. Like the action is so good. And again, the pacing is so perfect. And I think you know this movie I've seen second most times in theaters. Um, do I know? Am I about to well, get you, really You do <laughs> know this, but you've forgotten. And no one would ever guess it. So I'm just going to say oh, no, it. it's that one that nope. we watched with Ray Liotta, right? No. no. Oh. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> what are you talking about? That one you went to see when your house caught fire. Oh, prison. No, I've just seen that three times in theaters. Oh, no colony okay. or um, no escape. No, no. I saw that three times in theaters because my house caught fire. Yeah. Uh, no, the movie I've seen second most times in theaters is Scream 2. Oh, what a waste of money. <laughs> I maintain it's the best Scream movie. Let's continue. Uh, hey, Scream 6 is a remake of Scream 2, so it's not like people don't love it. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to uh, uh, number one, which is obviously Terminator. Oh, Wouldn't it be amazing if you were like, Number one, in a surprise upset, The Sixth Day. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. But we know it's Terminator. Because it has to be Terminator. Of course it is. Yeah, in many ways, the best action movie. I can understand why people call it the best action movie ever made. Like, I get that. I put, you know, Predator is a better action movie. It is equal parts slasher film and action extravaganza. It, like, uses all of the language of Halloween to tell the best action story you've ever seen in your life. You know, like, it's it's perfect. I have to say I'm a little shocked The Running Man isn't on this list. Kind of weird, right? But I guess it just wasn't yeah. that... I mean, because this is what did critics think of it, and I guess maybe some, like, critics thought they were too good for The Running Man. Oh, please. No one's too good for The Running Man. I if know. anything, The Running Man is too good for you. Exactly. I mean, Sub-Zero! Professor Sub-Zero. <laughs> who is now, by the way, uh, just regular Zero. Oh my god. Not his, not his finest moment. Uh, Whitman, Price, and Haddad. Three names we will never forget the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh my god. Get me the president's agent. Come on! Yes! Get me so the president. Yeah, again, one of the all-time great villain performances is him in that movie. And just just non-stop room for Arnold Schwarzenegger to do catchphrases. Just non-stop catchphrase. Apparently, a buzzsaw had to split. Oh my god. I love it so much. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying it's endlessly you can just put it on a loop like Terminator 2. Uh, but it is great, and I know that this is a stretch, 
but I was talking with somebody and I think I might think that like the best needle drop to end a movie in the history of cinema might be the way like uh, No More Lonely Nights comes up. Uh, Restless Heart is the name of the song I just realized at the end of that movie. Like, it's just such a perfect song to come up at the end of that movie. Uh, anyway, We Love the Running Man is the point, and it could not be less based on the Stephen King short story of the same name. <laughs> Which I've never... No, it's not a short story. Well, it's a novella. It's like 100 It's pages. a novella. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a short You're story. Right. It's a novella. Uh, but yeah, it could not be less based on it. Like, it's crazy how far off it is. Uh, but yeah, again, fantastic. And I'm still blown away by the fact that in that movie, like, Mick Fleetwood is playing himself in old man makeup. Uh-huh. And that is the strangest thing in the world. And I didn't get it as a child. Because when you're a child, you're watching it on a 20-inch screen you know, this quality's not very good. You can't tell it's an old man, it's a guy in old man makeup. You just think it's an actor who's an old man. You don't know who Mick Fleetwood is. So you no. like, you don't get that the joke is no, he's playing himself 30 years in the future after fascists <laughs> have destroyed America. Mick Fleetwood has recruited, you know, Frank Zappa's son to be his henchman. <laughs> yes. That's so weird. But that's that's the strange thing. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, like this fish guy. Yeah, and again, I want everybody to remember that the reason this movie is so good is because the entire movie was planned, developed, cast, uh, and like everybody was hired, all the casting was done, all of that by Andrew Davis, who would go on to make um, uh, The Fugitive and Under Siege. So, like, one of the best action directors planned, storyboarded, right, did everything, uh, and got fired two weeks in because he was taking too much time, like, doing elaborate camera setups and having the actors do it again until he got a good take. And they fired him, and they're like, no, we just have to get the movie done. And they had someone come in to shoot from his storyboards, with his setups, on his sets, with his actors, and just like, two takes and we're moving on. (laughs) So yeah, the reason it's so good is that it was developed by an artist who then, you know, got fired before the movie actually got made. Or the movie got finished anyway. So yeah. Like it's it's unusually it's an unusually talented person making the movie. Like someone else we'll talk about soon. All right. <laughs> sad that it didn't see it. Sad that it didn't end up on the list. Uh, I would have bumped Eraser and dropped this on, but I'm not a you know listed film critic, and this isn't an authorial list. It's just Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. All right. Uh, which raises the big question. Why doesn't Arnold Schwarzenegger make more horror movies? And do you think he's going to start? Oh, man. I I mean, I wish that he would. And maybe he will. But I can't say for sure because this week's upcoming horror movie is called Shaky Shivers. What? Yeah. What is a shaky shiver? I don't know. Okay. Here we go. Two young women find themselves facing a series of supernatural occurrences after a fateful encounter with an old woman. 
As zombies, werewolves, and Bigfoot wreak havoc, the duo must navigate a wild night armed with an unfamiliar spellbook to restore order before their lives unravel completely. So it's just goosebumps? I feel like oh, this well, is just goosebumps. Like, that's I the plot of goosebumps. I, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, okay. I will goosebumps tell you, though, adults. who directed it. Please tell me. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm definitely not based on the buildup. Sung Kang. What? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll go to theaters to watch a Sung Kang movie. You kidding me? He's directing movies now? Yeah. Okay. When When is it coming out? Is it a Halloween release? Sounds like no, a Halloween release. No, okay. It should be a Halloween release. So this movie, actually, it's going to have one night in theaters. Oh, definitely not coming to Ottawa then. Definitely. It definitely will not be in Ottawa. Um, and then it's TBD for, uh, uh, yeah. The, all right. So when is the one night in theaters? Halloween night? September 21st. You confuse me, people who release movies. <laughs> no, I don't understand. <laughs> Are you trying to make it so people don't watch Sun Kang's movie? Because you might have just made an enemy if that's what you're doing. No, I think the theatrical release might be to get it... Um, it might be like an awards issue thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's the only reason I can guess what just I gotta say, if there's anything that's theater. gonna be up for Oscars, it's Sung Kang's horror comedy spooky shit. I don't know. I don't know. That was a guess. It was a bad one. I'll admit. Honestly, but... I'm I'm guessing it's in theaters for one night so that people will write about it in the hopes of promoting the cable or DVD release. Is my Could guess. Be. But yeah, Could anyway. Be. Uh, the point is, this is our new favorite movie, best movie of the year, Sight Unseen. <laughs> That's how much we care about Sun Kang and supporting him. So just, just FYI, later this year, you're going to hear that this is, was the best movie of the year. Just thought you should know that. <laughs> now let's get to some stuff we actually did uh, watch, which is... Oh okay, Eraser. <laughs> we watched Eraser. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll just start. How about that? Please. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best at witness protection, but his skills are challenged when someone tries really hard to kill his witness. I would say unusually hard, yes. Harder than you'd think they have to. Yeah. Like, they, because they're not just killing his witness. No. They're killing other witnesses. So many witnesses. So there's, like... I feel like I feel like you're really putting in the work at that point. Oh, totally. Like to an insane amount. Like you almost just want to give it to the villains. They're putting in such hard work on this job. <laughs> but not hard enough. No, not when you got Arnold on the other side. Uh, a movie that is effectively just Arnold versus the military industrial complex. Pretty much, yes. You know, the crazy part is I had forgotten what this movie was about. Like, I knew that Vanessa Williams worked at a company and she had, like, information that they were corrupt. But I didn't remember that it was all about, like, Pentagon contracting. Oh, I didn't know anything. The only thing I remembered about this movie, and I said as much to you, was, is there a weird gun? (laughs) And I was like, yes, there is a weird gun in the movie. That's the only thing I remember. The enemies have rail guns that can also see through walls. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. 
It was cute. It's it's cool. I feel like there are way too many of them in this movie, though. Yeah, it kind of like when everybody's got one for the final showdown, it kind of like dials back the the neatness of this new technology. Yeah. Then Arnold Schwarzenegger's just double fisting like rail guns. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like all of the mystery and magic has been stripped out of this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gotta say. Very fun um, performance by Robert Pastorelli. Yes. I, yeah. uh, like, again, kind of forgot he was in this. And I'm like, oh, Elton. Eldon. Eldon from Eldon Murphy with Brown. a D. Yeah, Eldon, Eldon with a D. Brown. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who I got to say, like, very fun in this. He's yeah. uh very entertaining dude. Loved his performance. Like, you see him at the start of the movie, and it's the kind of, like, you know, guy showing it briefly where you just like set the timer for how long until he shows up again. <laughs> Cause it's so <laughs> obvious that we're going to be seeing this guy again. And you know, it, it's a charming enough performance that you know, you're going to be happy to see him. Yeah. No. And it actually, but it, like, I don't want to like oversell the movie, yeah. but when he does show up again, it's like sort of important to the plot, maybe, oh, but yeah. also like really important to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Oh, totally. So it's like, it makes sense that he comes back. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's it, it develops it in an interesting way. And it just yeah. reminds you that, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't just, like, this ridiculous superhero. He's impacting people's lives in an interesting way. And it just, it helps enlarge the world of it in a way that I find is really fun. And it's like, yeah, no, this stuff comes back. This stuff has consequences. I... And again, he appears like his appearance at the start of the movie is actually just a super fun sequence where Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) as horror movie villain. (laughs) He even does the thing where a guy like opens up the fridge and closes the fridge and Arnold Schwarzenegger is is behind it. Like, (laughs) how is a man this big, this silent? (laughs) It was like as if Jason has come to rescue these people is 100% the vibe of that scene and it's great but then of course it just makes me think like you see all the like everything that these witnesses go through it's like oh man I don't think I could stand to have my house burned down to protect me yeah like that would just be that would upset me so much but to be fair it was it was a house that he was uh, that was already just like his witness protection house that's true it wasn't his then but when Vanessa Williams's house. I know that that part does gets, suck for her. Yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah, because she loses everything. And it's like yeah. there's there's a very entertaining, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like narrative efficiency here. Because like literally Vanessa Williams calls her friend who's a reporter, and it's like a recognizable actress we've seen in yeah. plenty of things. Like, oh, how's she gonna play in? Oh, she got killed off camera in the next scene. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> This movie's not screwing around. This is like she comes up to see her boss, James Cromwell, and he just immediately shoots himself in the face. (laughs) And and that's not enough that he just shoots himself in the face because, like, also he shatters the window behind him and it's so high up that suddenly there's, like, a windstorm inside the building. Yeah. Like, like this extra level of drama and everything being kind of, like, heightened and over the top. And, like, Arnold being a slasher movie villain. And Eldon, like, working in a gay bar, <laughs> being the last place the mob would look for him. Like, He's like, not wrong. <laughs> it's like, there's just, like, it's, it, it is a movie that is so much more, like, high octane than you would expect from the premise. 
And yeah, I feel like it was a much more time, sedate like, screenplay I, that got tuned up to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie, you know? I maybe because like it's like, oh, okay, government contracting, military industrial complex. I guess there's something shady I, going on with yeah. these arms deals. But like I had a really hard time like understanding like what's the big deal? Like <laughs> Well, the villains you know, company is selling uh, high-tech future exactly guns to, terror- contrast, so. to terrorists, <laughs> and the government wants to stop it, and so they're killing everybody who can prove that they can do it before the congressional hearings in a month. But yeah, like, you're right that the scope of it just seems weird for this kind of movie, and that's why I think originally the script was closer to a murder at 1600, no way out kind of thriller and it got rewritten to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie without changing the stakes. Like you're cuz you're right. Like the 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 yeah. stakes of this movie seem kind of small beans for the kind of action that's going on in this movie. Yes. <laughs> you really feel like they should be trying yeah. to stop suitcase bombs from blowing up four American cities or something exactly. like that. Yes. Uh oh, they're shipping rail guns to Syria. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I guess that's right. bad, right? <laughs> if you say so but this movie has like just dynamite set pieces that shootout on the where he spends half the thing fly, falling out of a plane amazing mm. yeah it's just an good. amazing sequence him at like, I, just, like <laughs> I like the aftermath of that it's like where is this earth <laughs> two little kids <laughs> oh like the movie's just it's more clever than it has to be and it's more it's more fun than it has to be and it's more action packed than it has to be and yeah. i think a lot of that is going to go down to the director who i kind of can't believe like i that i never knew this person directed this movie are you ready for this Probably he was directed not. by chuck russell who's that nightmare on elm street 3 the blob the mask scorpion oh King. okay yeah like, he never made a lot of movies, and this is by far the biggest movie he ever made. But it's like, it's got that Chuck Russell craziness to it. And then, like, you think a race you... is bigger than Scorpion King? I do think, a... well, and The okay. Mask? I think it is bigger. I think it was definitely bigger budget than The Mask. I think it's a bigger movie than The Mask. Like, they're blowing up planes and destroying entire docks in this movie. Mask was not a big budget movie. It was a surprise hit. Oh, I suppose that's true. Yeah. I guess Scorpion King is probably right. Budget-wise, is his Scorpion's biggest movie. King. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, this is him making, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, height of his fame, making a big-budget Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is a huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. It's a bigger than making a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie when it's the first Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. But you're right. Okay. You can make the argument that Scorpion King is the bigger movie. I will agree with that. But it's like... <laughs> that one was very Let's... much... It, it is lacking the kind of director's stylistic choices that this is having. That was very much just a studio by the numbers kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to I the- get Scorpion King, not confused. I sort of conflate Scorpion King and Prince of Persia. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> one of them has an ostrich race in it, and I don't know which I one. don't remember which one. Now that you've said that, I'm like, which one was right, it? Which one? I actually, I'm kind of puzzled because, like, I don't know what happened to Chuck Russell's career. Because, like, he just makes bigger and bigger movies up until Scorpion King. 
which was obviously a work for hire type of situation. And it did well. Everybody saw the Scorpion King. And then the dude never works again. He did one episode of Fringe. And then after that, it's just like direct to video action movies. Like he made one of those terrible, you know, Bruce Willis, John Travolta movies. So it's like, what the hell happened to this man's career that he never got to make another legit movie after Scorpion King? I don't know. Yeah, and it's that's one of those Hollywood stories that you like, you know that there's a story there, but you have no idea what could be, and I don't know how we would go about finding out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't Chuck know. Russell was kind of amazing. You know, he made these iconic horror movies, and then he made like some solid action movies and then boom, just disappeared. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Eraser, way better than I remembered it being. <laughs> <laughs> better than any of us remember, honestly. Yeah, it's just, I think of it as like, and I mean, I hate to call it this, but it's like, I consider it to be a movie on the Schwarzenegger downslope. That's like six day jingle all the way, all that nonsense. Right. But really it's damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm like, like I said, happier to see it on that list. Still would have liked to see, uh, you know, Running Man on that list. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, next up. Okay, next is Red Heat, which I've never seen before. You had never <laughs> seen this before? Never seen it, no. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here we go. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Soviet cop sent to Chicago to bring back a Georgian drug dealer and cop killer. If you're hoping for a fish out of water buddy cop movie, this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit of it is. There's eh, a little not bit. really. Nah. No. no. He doesn't do much fish out of water. You're right. No, he doesn't. Oh, my God. Still. And I don't know if I'm, like, happy for that or not. It's a damn fine movie. I mean, it's a good movie. It's I this. I think it's a weird movie, to be honest. 100%. I think this movie is strange. Again, we want to talk about stakes. It's like I it's don't, a five million dollar drug deal. Who gives a shit? I know, right? <laughs> and, the like, whole and the Russians thing. are like, like, oh, we have to bring this guy back. We can't let this drug deal go through. It's going to be so embarrassing for us if the Americans find out that people are shipping heroin into the Soviet Union. It's like. Really? He killed a cop. He I mean, killed... let's focus on what's important here. No, he's a cop killer. That's the point. Yeah. But yeah, they Bring won't even back tell for them some that... Soviet justice. It gives they a fuck about all this heroin. Yep. <laughs> no, but they're like, we've got to find out what's going on with this drug deal. And a huge amount of the movie is like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Belushi trying to find out the details of this drug deal. Drug deal. Yeah. And, and it's that, like, and like that gets they really need a weird. key and half of a, they need a key to figure out the drug deal and half of a hundred dollar bill to figure out the drug deal. I'm like, can we not just focus on catching this guy? Yeah. Who cares about the drug deal? Let's just track down this dude and bring him back to, like, I just. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's a weird movie. I'm not it's denying a that it's movie. a weird movie. I think I don't, I can't decide whether or not Jim Belushi was a good choice. I think there were better choices you could have had in it's that just, part. I feel like that's a weird choice to make. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think I he think... does an okay job. Like he's yeah. unlikable and he's, you're not supposed to like him. No, but I think there were funnier people you could have put in that movie. 
But but the movie isn't funny. So maybe like, I guess you're expecting it to be a comedy because he's in the movie. Yeah. But it's not a comedy. It's not the comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you wanted it to be a comedy, there's funnier people you could have gotten. And if you wanted to be straight action, there's better actors you could have gotten. So he's like, we've got this guy here to funny up the place. Does he though? But it's not funny. Nothing he says or does is funny. He's just kind of a dick to everybody all the time. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's mean, who he is. He, he's an asshole. And, like, he cracks jokes, but like so. they're cruel asshole jokes. Yeah. That aren't yeah. really funny so much as they are excuses for him to be cruel to people. Yeah. Like, were people watching this movie like having uproarious laughter at his lines? I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, he's talking about chicken Kiev. Like, no, it's not really funny. No. <laughs> That's well, just, you're just, you're ignorant. You're showing yeah. your ignorance. Yeah, you're just an ignorant dude. It's, and if yeah, you meant a, it to be a joke, it did not land. No. But at the same time, like, man, this is like a movie so gritty that it's like the 70s never ended. And that's the thing about Walter <laughs> Hill. It's like, he didn't stop making <laughs> 70s movies. Like, the 70s ended, but not if you ask Even Walter Hill. 1988. <laughs> I don't care, you know, how long. He's Walter Hill, and it's still the 70s inside Walter Hill's head. Yeah. Because there's, like, a grim, like, resoluteness to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where everyone's just, like, it's it's sweaty, and it's sleazy, and it's all ground level. And, like, nothing is more Walter Hill in 70s than the fact that, like, they're having a gunfight. He sends all of the clean heads, I'm sorry, the villain, sends all the clean heads to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger in his room, but he gives them the lo- the wrong room. And so they just shoot some random guy uh, and there's the terrified sex worker in the room. Yep. And then like, and then the fight goes on and on and smashes through walls and a guy's about to kill Arnold Schwarzenegger and the sex worker pulls a gun out of her bag and shoots him. And yeah, then like, the yeah, cop's that's... like, why do you have a gun? And she's like, why wouldn't I have a gun? Did you see what just happened? <laughs> Did you see it? I'm like, that is like the most Walter Hill thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this is the world Walter Hill lives in, you know? Yeah, where it's just, it never really stopped being the 70s. And I kind of adore that about it, you know? Uh, yeah, and it's it's gritty and it's greasy. And like, and the villain is just, such a creep you know He's just he is and like in every way guy. i'm like i don't believe that gina grishon would marry that guy i'm sorry no well, I'm, I'm there's sure he, nothing i'm sure he paid her you know healing about even then it's like yeah. gross he's just gross yeah, yeah. Uh, are like, you ready not for even like, like a good personality to make up for what he lacks in looks i know right but it's like, I, I could have used an explanation that she desperately needed money for one reason or right? another. Right? Or that she's weird. a heroin it's like, addict. That's my husband. It's like, what? Why? You don't, you don't even know this dude. And then she's like really loyal to him. Yeah. And it's like. It's, I feel like we needed more from that character. And apparently they wa- there was, but it got cut for uh, running time. Wow. Uh, so well, yeah. they, they could have cut some other stuff out of that movie, honestly. Yeah. Like the extensive piece where they go and meet the uh, head of the clean heads in prison. So weird. Such an and odd like, scene. That, we didn't get any of those pointless. That was like yeah, it really never pays off. He just minutes. kills yeah. all of the clean head, gets all the clean heads killed, and then we never see that. Never like 
comes up again. Okay, well. Like, who cares about, like, oh, yeah, okay, he's running his drug empire out of a prison and he's blind. That's nice. He's blind and he does this for Can we get back to just finding this guy? This should just be a manhunt, honestly. In many ways, yeah. But, I mean, there's fun reversals. One of the guys in a coma and another guy gets sent to kill him. And, like, there's interesting reversals in the investigation, but it goes down some, like, alleys that it doesn't really need to and it creates distractions that aren't really helping anything yeah yeah and um oh uh really two unbelievably fun things from the imdb trivia one the guy in the unbelievably distinctive outfit who's there to like make the exchange for money for heroin like the guy in the super white suit with a really distinctive look who like we've never seen before and never see again yeah that guy played that same character in Extreme Prejudice, another Walter Hill movie the year before, and it's just supposed to be like a continuity thing that he's still out there heroin dealing in the next movie. <laughs> so he's just a bag man. Yeah, he's just a bag man yeah. for like drug dealers, and he's been that <laughs> in multiple movies. Connecting all of these movies. That's pretty funny, yeah, actually. It is. Second part, and this one I have no trouble believing, um, Gina Gershon auditioned to play the sex worker. Oh, okay. And he was so blown away by just her whole persona. He was mm-hmm. like, he saw her audition. He's like, I would like to offer you a much better part <laughs> right now. Nice. And so, yeah. And that's how she got to play the much better part. Who, yeah, we really needed more to understand where she was coming from. But sadly, you're right. Maybe give us that stuff and leave out some of the clean head stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because he helps her and it's like, oh, is there something going on here? And it well, just, yeah. after that, he helps her because, and this is stuff they shot, but like cut out of the movie for time. She comes back to him and agrees to help him find him. And they try to like do a, um, they try to do a, like a sting to catch him at a place, but they were going, they wanted to film it. The whole plan was to film it at a, um, a White Sox game, right? At Wrigley mm-hmm. Field, but the budget got cut and they couldn't afford to film at Wrigley Field. So that whole mm-hmm. part of the movie that got cut. And so you lose all the part. And so all the stuff they shot with her talking about herself and coming back to Arnold Schwarzenegger, like they would have to come up with a new plan to like catch him. And they would have to reshoot all of the planning for how to catch him too. And they're like, well, we're just going to leave that out, which means all of her extra scenes explaining that character got cut from the movie. Right. So, yeah. It's it's too bad because the character ends up really underserved when she's one of the most like the most interesting person in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like this woman who exists on the fringe of this criminal society and ended up married to this Russian criminal and like teaches dance. Yeah, like this, there's a lot going on with her that we only ever get to scratch the surface of. And it's too bad. Yeah. But can I say really good action? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good action. Like really intense gunfights, like really. Oh, like, but the scene, the, the way this movie opens, though, in that spa gym thing, yeah. bath. I don't know what it is. It's like what that is. Everything all at once. And I'm like, yeah. What am I watching? I know because there's like there are dudes working out at the gym. Yeah. Naked ladies playing in a fountain. Yep. A steam room. And I'm like. What is this? Yeah. And then Sven Olthorsen is there for the fight scene. Oh yeah, I know. I know. And then I'm like, 
I love that he's gone through all of this trouble going undercover, I guess, to find the right guy to beat up to find out where the villain is. And then the guy's like, he's in a cafe. Okay. And it's like, yeah, I guess he, he just hangs out in that cafe go. all the time. So, so Seems know. like a lot of work to go to. Uh, but still, you get to see them actually fighting in the actual snow. Which, yeah. man, that looks brutal. <laughs> Just getting thrown down into the snow and back up. And then you start to think, how many times did they have to film this? Like, that must have been a nightmare. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it, it does look good. It looks really good. And then, like, the foot chases and the gunfights have that 70s grit to them. And, like, there's a brutality to all the punches in the hotel room. And I love the bus-on-bus -bus violence at the end of the... <laughs> Movie. Yeah, like, I don't know the last time I saw a movie that had a bus, a bus chase. chase, right? <laughs> and it's just so because they go to the bus terminal, so screw it. They're both stealing buses. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. It's I mean it's a lot of fun. I guess a lot of fun. I, I don't think it's one of his best movies, but I do think like it is unique in his filmography. Like, it's the only time he made a movie that is, like, this gritty. You yeah, know? It was, I was going to say it's probably the grittiest. Yeah, I really think it is. Them. Like, the only yeah. thing close to it is uh, Raw Deal, which is nowhere near this gritty. That mm -hmm. is very much a generic cop action movie with some, like, Schwarzenegger flourishes. Like, at one mm -hmm. point, you know, they drive a truck through a wall. And you wouldn't see that if this weren't an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> No one would like drive completely wreck a building by driving a uh, you know a tow truck through it if this weren't an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. But for the rest of it, it's a pretty much just a cop movie. Whereas yeah. this one, it is just so sleazy and grimy and gritty. And yeah, it's just I, I mean, I have I'm always gonna love this movie the most because when I was a kid, I often talk about how I had almost no movies and I couldn't afford to rent movies. So it's just like what family members with cable could tape for me. And like, I guess on, you know, cable vision, what, what it called? First choice? First choice? First Is that choice. what it's called? Yep. First choice, right? Yep. They would do themed nights sometimes. And so I had a tape that had three movies, Red Heat, Dead Heat, and The Deadpool. So they were doing like oh matching God. one word from each God. title <laughs> in that order. And they thought they were clever doing that. And so yeah. I have seen those three movies. So many times you have no idea. Because what did I have? I didn't have cable. So yeah, just like Red Heat was the only like boxed Arnold Schwarzenegger movie we could afford. Because who wants a copy of Red Heat? And this was like one of the only Ar other Arnold Schwarzenegger movies I had. So saw it way too young. Uh, yeah. And have seen it so many times. Yeah. So I'm always going to be fond of it. But the thing is, I don't think it's just like childhood fondness i i think this is legitimately a good movie i just think it's got messed up pacing and like too many subplots that don't go anywhere i yeah like i don't know if you're if you're big into arnie and you like arnie action movies this isn't the movie for you i'm not at all like it is a departure for him for yeah you, you gotta be ready for like gritty cop drama that's a little frustrating at times because they seem they don't seem to understand the actual plot of their own movie yeah 
Yeah, you're not telling me the right part of the story. No, they really aren't. It is frustrating. And uh, fun final piece of trivia I think you'll enjoy. Red Square scene? A shot? Stolen. They were not <laughs> given permission to film in Red Square. Goodness. So they just like uh, they they thought, well, we'll just use a cheaper camera, a smaller camera. It'll look like a tourist thing. And mm-hmm. then we'll just have our dress Arnold Schwarzenegger up in a uniform. Fit, hope nobody looks too close. He'll walk in front of the camera. He'll salute. He'll walk away. And then the rest will just be like footage of parades we capture. Because <laughs> we cannot get Arnold Schwarzenegger arrested in Russia. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Get him back to the limo, take the costume off, and get the hell out of here. Jesus. I know. But yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting movie. Um, it doesn't have the rewatchability of a lot of his movies. No. I mean, even no. though I have seen it a hundred times. I don't I don't think it's the kind of movie you're gonna sit down and watch over and over again, but it is definitely like a departure for him, some interesting it's an interesting performance from him. Like he does mm-hmm. stuff with this stoic guy. Like, he really is playing a character. He's not just playing an unfeeling machine, you know, the way you could read it if you weren't watching him closely. Like, he's he's doing stuff. And I think it's, it's a, I I do think it's a good movie. I just don't think it is top tier. So I would be comfortable kicking this off rather than Eraser off of the top 10 to get (laughs) Running Man in there. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's that. Uh, Do you have any narcissism you would like to watch? I do not. Okay. Well, I'm sad to hear that, obviously, because now it looks like (laughs) I'm the only narcissist around encouraging people to check out the Hidden Object Guru channel for all the coverage of I Expect You to Die you could possibly (laughs) want. I just love this franchise and I'm not shy about saying it. Right. Uh, Is there any other way to get in touch with us? Oh, you can visit the Ava's blog at theava.com. You can stream all the episodes there, and you can leave us a comment. Tell us what your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You can send us an email at theava at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on X. Uh, Don't you dare. (laughs) We're going to have to shift this over to Blue Sky soon. I just got an invite, so I'll try to get you one. Go Find me on threads. I'm on Insta. Other places. Uh, what am I, where am I? Oh yeah. If you're listening on at Raver, subscribe. <laughs> I'm going to encourage you to do all of those things. Oh, and by the way, they shut down TweetDeck today. Oh. Uh-oh. You could only use it if you subscribe. Oh. So if you wanted to drive people further away from Twitter, Elon Musk, mission accomplished. Because right. I should have left weeks ago and I didn't. And, you know, they, they made it so I can't have TweetDeck anymore. So it's Im- frigging impossible to use the site again. Like right. Twitter never had a good UI. That's why I use TweetDeck. Now it's impossible to use entirely. So, you know, screw it. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got real angry there. And I apologize. <laughs> I hate this guy, apparently. Uh, uh, so I encourage you to do all of those things, which are now a lot since we have to put together like a, one of no, those gotta... link tree things. <laughs> Go to our link tree, I guess. Oh my god. Starting next we'll, week. Oh, uh, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but until next time, I've been Cam Vargelon. I've been DM. Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening. Good night. <laughs>